Welcome to the LA Confidential Podcast. I'm Christopher Elliott, and I'm here with my boys, Aaron and I. How are you guys doing? Doing great. How are you? I have some bad news. This is the final Elliott Confidential Podcast. We're hanging up our spurs after almost two years of podcasting, and the reason why is because... It's all my fault, guys. <laughs> I'm leaving the nest. I'm going to Dallas for Vid Summit, which is a summit for video uh, marketing and video creation. And then from there, I'm going to be going to Northern California for three weeks. And then I'm going to Vietnam, where I'm going to be indefinitely working as a video editor. And I'm, the reason that we're not going to do the podcast anymore is because I cannot imagine doing a podcast without you and your brother in it. It's just not going to yeah. be the same thing. So mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm very sad that we're ending the podcast. Yep. And I I hope that everything goes well for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm uh I'm a little sad too that you're you're leaving the nest, but mm-hmm. you know you're 18 years old and you have a graduate degree almost. So you're about uh, you're a few weeks away really from getting a degree from the University of Florida. Congratulations. Thank you. And I, I think you have everything you need to go out into the world and, uh, you know, have a go mm-hmm. at it, as they say. Yeah. Uh, this isn't going to be the last podcast I ever do, but this is the last Elliot Confidential podcast. So here we are. Let's make the best of it. Yeah, exactly. Let's so I... get more sentimental. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I thought that for this week's podcast, first of all, we should talk about what we've done in the last week because we've, we've had a really cool experience. But then for most of the podcast, I would like to talk about our favorite places in the last two years, the things that we've loved to do. We want to share those with our listeners. So we have been in Kyoto, Japan. And before that, we also made a brief stop back in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. And um, Aaron, what are your thoughts on Kyoto? What do you think of it? It's very different from Tokyo, right? Yeah, Kyoto is a grid. And so it's a little bit different from Tokyo in the sense that Tokyo is not really a grid, but mm-hmm. Kyoto is a grid. And um, it, it really brings a different sort of lifestyle along with it because, well, you don't have as much metro, you have buses, buses are more popular here. But also, you know, it's not as walkable as Tokyo, I find. Um, but beyond that, it has, it, well, also everything's further apart here, but that's a complaint I'll get to later. But other than that, you know, you have a lot of history here. Uh, Kyoto is uh, sort of like, it has, it has probably the most history out of any city in Japan. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And this is, this used to be the, uh, what is it, the imperial, not imperial, but... The yeah, capital city. It was the yeah. imperial uh, capital city. And so there's a lot of stuff here. And frankly, I think that a lot of it is probably more interesting than what you find in in uh, Tokyo, not the added benefit of Tokyo is that everything feels secluded, but here it's all sort of just like you have this grid, and then all of a sudden it's like a temple or Wait, hang a on castle. A it's crazy. Tokyo, I, the first word that would not the first word to come to mind when I think of Tokyo would not be secluded. No, but here's the thing: is with Tokyo, <laughs> it's pretty cramped. Tokyo has corners, you know, corners where there's no people. It's... Tokyo is one of the largest cities in the world, and so for what it's worth. 
if mm. you set the land out a long time ago, because this was back when the shogunate was doing its thing, anyway, um, you could get a nice big chunk of land and just dedicate it to your favorite temple or shrine or whatever. And so there's some temples, shrines, and gardens that were just really well put together. Oh, and, and they Tokyo, felt yeah. secluded. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, there have been so many highlights. It's hard to choose just one, but uh, one of the ones is a, a tour down the canals into the lake. And this is a tour that hasn't opened yet. And we went through, this is a, a series of canals that were opened about 100 years ago. And they're now running some boat tours through them. But really beautiful. And what I love is that you go down along these canals and there are these beautiful maple trees and cherry trees. And of course, the cherry blossoms in the summer, or in the spring rather, are, are pretty spectacular. And now they say that the, the big season here is the fall. So uh, in the next couple of weeks, the leaves will start changing. And mm -hmm. that's really a great time to be here. Yeah. One of the other highlights of our trip here to Kyoto was a visit with a legendary tour guide named Samurai Joe. Yes. And Samurai Joe showed you, Aiden, how to wield a katana, a Japanese sword. What was that like? Yeah, so it's really cool to hold a katana in your hands. <laughs> it was really fun, actually. And then at the end of it, he threw up, a, a, up an apple and I cut it right down the center with the katana. That is great. Yes, I watched that happen. We actually yes. have some pictures of uh, Samurai Joe wielding a Japanese sword and yeah. showing you how to do it. And before that, uh, he actually cut down um, bamboo sticks. He cut down fruits in the air. Um, he actually threw them in the air while the, while the katana was sheathed and still cut it. Mm -hmm. And then he also cut a tatami mat that was uh, not propped up or not held in place, he said. Um, that was very impressive. Once he showed us how to cut the apples uh, in the air, he threw them up and we already had them in our hands, so it was a lot easier for us. He threw them up himself and unsheathed the sword. It was crazy. But, and then cut it. And then, and yeah. then cut it. Um, and after that, he did something very, very dangerous. How about you tell us about that? <laughs> okay, I will. He asked for a volunteer, uh, and uh, I said I would be the volunteer. And he asked me to lay down on the floor, um, pull up my shirt, and then he put a Dicon. turnip yeah. on my stomach. And then uh, he told me to put my hands behind my head so that I didn't move my hands. And then he cut the turnip with a sword and in a single blow. And... Um, didn't cut me. Now, he originally did it with animal skin to be a protective barrier. Yeah, he was. He practiced. But then he practiced and practiced, and now he can do it with just bare stomach. And yeah. he says, if you go just a millimeter further, you cut blood yes. everywhere. You need yes. stitches and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that he didn't cut me. I thanked him for not killing me. Here's the kicker, though. Do you know how old... Samurai Joe is? 94 years old. He's 90, yes, he's 94 years old. And uh, he told us stories about growing up during World War II. He was he, 12 years old. He um, told us about um, living in uh, 
a Manchuria, Manchuria, yeah. which was a part of colonial Japan, which is insane. The fact that we're able to meet somebody who lived in some of the up. colonies of Japan, in a, in a colony in Japan, yeah, in Manchuria, crazy. which is now China. And uh, the most fascinating story was he was fascinated by uh, American planes, and so when the the bombers came, I believe these are the B fifty two bombers. They came and they were flying very low. He said, maybe it was the B-2 bombers. No, the B-2s are the new ones. It was the B-52s. He said they were flying as low as an apartment building and bombing. And he was he was just standing there watching the, the planes come in. And instead of being like, oh, let's go hide, find cover. He was like, oh, that plane looks He was really fascinated. Cool. Yeah, he was just staring at the plane. Yeah. And it was, it was bombing Japan. Anyway, uh, he's a fascinating guy and he's watched every single tourism crisis every economic crisis yeah, he had a lot to say about them and he's been a guide since he was 30 years old so he's been a, he is the longest um the the not just the oldest guide but the, the he's been doing it for the longest too fascinating guy what a yeah. nice person yeah it was amazing meeting him it really was and then today we had another wonderful experience which was we took drum lessons aaron mm. you seem to really enjoy yourself so tell us about the drum lessons. Yeah, uh, we went and took a taiko session. Mm -hmm. So taiko is just banging on large Japanese drums, essentially. And uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. We learned some, uh, we learned some songs, if you can call them out, mm -hmm. or beats yeah. or uh, performances. I think that would be the closest, uh, the the best description of what we did. And yeah, uh, what they do is they give you these large wooden. Um, drumsticks mm -hmm. and then they give you a huge barrel drum and um, it's interesting they all sound a little bit different actually quite different and yeah you just practice and it's a lot of fun it's um oh, it's yeah. kind of like a game it's like uh, any rhythm game that you've played we had a blast our instructor was so much fun and we we learned how to play the Japanese drums it was really like I've, I've never I never would have thought to try this, and then we we just did, and it was it was wonderful. I had so much fun with you guys. Mm -hmm. There's no question of the week this week because it's our last podcast, so no question. But if you want to leave a comment for Aiden uh, on his uh, last day here with us, feel free to. I'm sure he would love to hear from you. And uh, we won't read them in our next podcast, but you can read them on the site. And as I said before. This doesn't necessarily mean we're done podcasting, but it means that the LA Confidential podcast is done. So we're looking back today, and we've had a discussion all week long, the three of us, about our favorite places and some of the favorite things that we have done. So I wanted to start with you, Aiden. It's been two years, and we've been podcasting for about two years. We've been to all kinds of different places. Mm -hmm. And of all those places, where did you enjoy staying the most? We thought about this earlier, and it was really tough to think about it because there are some really nice places. At first, we brought up uh, Qatar. Yeah. Super clean. Public transit is incredible. And then we thought of Dubai. Wasn't quite as um, uh, to the level of Qatar just because of the transportation there, mm -hmm. but... Who knows, that might change in the future because uh, I do know that they're building a subway system there. But also, incredibly clean, incredibly amazing country. 
Then we went uh, over to Europe, started thinking about places there. Um, nice, great city. Probably our favorite city in, in France. Basel, Switzerland, amazing too. Super clean. And then uh, Asia, Japan right now is top right now because of how clean and nice it is here. And uh, New Zealand too. New Zealand was a, a, an amazing country that we visited mm -hmm. and really nice to live in. I think if I were to be completely honest with myself, really thinking of all the different um, situations we found ourselves in in each of these countries, I would say Switzerland. Basel Switzerland. is mm -hmm. the best place uh, to live, best, best place to visit, uh, because quite honestly, they have everything covered. They, they know what is maybe something that irks travelers uh, or the residents too, and they, they fix it. Streets, clean. Public transit, really nice. Beautiful nature. Amazing nature. Really good weather, at least while we were there. Uh, and even if it's, you know, snowing, the, you, you get the skiing the there. The snowing is yeah. good for your so skiing. Even if, it, yeah. even if it's cold, you know, you got the skiing up north. Um, and the style of Switzerland is very historical and also very uh, likable. Like... When you see the houses, you're like, that's what I imagine an old Swiss house would look like. <laughs> yeah. And also there's um, sort of a, um, a s sense of, uh, what's the word, enamored, enamorment? What, what, how, mm -hmm. how would you say that? You mean like enchantment? Enchantment, yeah, with, with the houses and some of the buildings in Basel. So overall, definitely Basel is the best place. Wow. I have a lot of very fond memories of Basel. You know, the, I remember going to the, the bakeries and getting, getting bread in the morning and the, seeing the museums and walking along the Rhine. Uh, all of those things were, uh, and most of all, spending time with you guys. That was really, that was great. And Basel was clean and safe too. We like that a lot. That's, those are some of the most important things to us is clean and safe which is you know, why we like Japan so much, because it's clean and safe as well. Mm -hmm. um, Aaron, do you have any thoughts about your favorite destination for the last two years? You know, it's a really interesting question, but I have to say that really I've enjoyed most of the places that I've been to. Every place you go, you learn a lot. You learn how to make the most out of whatever place. And so the places that I didn't enjoy uh, as of recent, I would say... In the future, I might come back and I might come to enjoy those places. So I definitely would say that to say that I enjoy a place more than others is maybe not, uh, maybe doesn't speak to the substance of the destination and it speaks more to my ability to enjoy it as an American. But I think that the two places that I thought were the most compelling for me were definitely London and Paris. And it was a two-month period where I experienced both of them, and that was in, of course, the uh, summer and fall. I think it was summer and fall, but it was basically yeah, we were late there summer. there in the summer. And I thought that those two places, particularly what we chose to do in Paris, which is to go to, like, the 19th arrondissement, which was just far enough away from everything, um, so that way things become a little bit less expensive, so that way there's more people actually living as opposed mm -hmm. to tourists doing touristy things. Um, 
just close enough to real life, you get to experience all of the benefits of being in France and particularly Paris, where there's a lot of great shopping, there's a lot of great parks, you're within proximity to a lot of interesting um, museums and monuments and churches, for example. And then we didn't get to do this because we didn't really need to, but they also have uh, transit there, really good mass transit. Um, I can't speak to it because I haven't used it in and years. And the food, of course, is incredible there. Yes, of course. And I think that the UK in London, uh, I can only speak for London, London was the same. It was just so nice and they had lots of shops and things to see. And um, London, particularly the downtown areas, uh, right next to the, uh, the Thames and uh, where we were staying near London Bridge Station, and we were very fortunate to be there. That was a wonderful place, and we were near a lot of stuff that was happening, and we had our first experience with a uh, sorry a cashierless grocery store. Oh yeah, Amazon Fresh, yeah, Amazon Fresh, which was the coolest thing. And so you know, everywhere you go, you get a little bit of a different experience. Now those were the that one particular experience of those two cities over the summer of 2022. You want to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was last summer. Yeah. That was really uh, that was really special. It seems like a lifetime ago. Mm. I agree with everything that you guys have said. I think that Basel and Paris and London are great. We tend to gravitate toward Europe. If I were to make an addition to that, I would say Christchurch, New Zealand. Christchurch, yeah. yeah. And also, but uh, the reason we like Christchurch, interestingly, was because it reminded us so much of Europe. It reminded us of Switzerland. It really did. Yeah. Um, so we really kind of gravitate toward Europe. Even so, we've had some incredible experiences outside of Europe. You know, the Middle East, we were talking about Qatar, and uh, we're talking about uh, Abu Dhabi and Dubai. And Japan. Japan has been an amazing experience for us. I didn't think I was going to like Tokyo. I like Tokyo a lot. Um, Northern Japan was really remarkable, all the history, and then now down in Kyoto. So I think that uh, an honorable mention should go to some of those destinations. But if we were to choose just one place, it'd probably be somewhere in Europe. And I, I'm leaning toward Basel as well, although I could live in Paris. I could definitely live in London. Those are all really great places. Okay, Aiden and Aaron, gentlemen. I have a question that might stump you, but I want you to choose over the last two years, I want you to choose your favorite meal. Um, in, I think, Antalya, Turkey? Mm-hmm. Uh, is that where Chef Ramsey was? No, he no, was out in He the... was in Cappadocia. Cappadocia, there you go. Um, yeah, it's where they take all the hot air balloons out. Uh, yes, exactly. And where the uh, the caves were, the cave system. That was Chef Ramsey, he was great, yes. Chef Ramsey, not Ramsey, Ramsey. Ramsey. It's like the, tur- the, the Turkish, Turkish, Turkish. No, no, no. In, in, in Turkish, they would say ah uh, for the E. That doesn't matter, it's an E in, in English. Ramsey. <laughs> okay, okay. <God. laughs> Um He... The food there was incredible. The bulgur, the there's like this red soup that was so good. You kept asking for more. I yeah, I know. It was so good. And that didn't even come close to how good the the main dishes were, which were like these vegetable dishes in a in a sauce. And I I'll tell you what, I've never been one to like actively go for vegetables. 
Um, I'm a little bit childish in that sense, but he seasoned them so beautifully yeah. that I would ask for that dish again and again and again. All the food at Chef Ramsay was incredible. I would go back again. My favorite meal. Aaron, your favorite meal. All right, all right, all right. Well, actually, it just came to mind. I know exactly what it was. So, smack pizza. Oh, in smack. Athens. Yep. Smack pizza, yes. So That's going to anger some Italians to say the Greeks did better pizza. The Greeks had... No, well, is, it wasn't is the exactly... Turkish pizza in Greece. Oh, no. Yes. So now they're angering all three of them. They're like, I, you eat Turkish food in Greece? I'm offended. Now the Greeks are offended. Yeah. Then the Italians are offended. You think Greek pizza is better than ours? And then the Turks are like... You think that's pizza? You call it <laughs> a pizza? Think that's pizza? Hey, you call it a pizza? And then the Turks are offended that you're in Greece in the first place. All right. Ah. Aaron, do elaborate, please. Yeah, smack pizza in uh, Athens was, uh, it was just the best quality pizza that I think I've ever had. The dough is everything that you would want from a good pizza. It tastes essentially like donuts without being deep fried. It's soft and fluffy. And then also um, the toppings for the pizza, because we're vegans, we got it like hummus and a variety of other things. And it was just the perfect umami Maybe umami is not the right word, but because we're in Japan, I'm just using it now more. But um, in any case, it was salty, it was delicious, it was uh, herbaceous, it smelled great, it was warm, it was fluffy, I mean, and it was crunchy at the same time, too. I thought that that was the best standalone meal that I have had so far on this trip, as I can remember now. However, if you were to ask me what my favorite dessert was... I'd well, have a different answer. Okay, uh, do tell. No, I'm going to let Aiden do. Aiden, what's your favorite well, dessert? My favorite dessert, ooh. Well, actually, I want to mention before I keep going, and I think this is actually even more important than our favorite food, but guys, what was your favorite bread? I'll start. Boyos in Antalya. Those are incredible. Oh. My favorite bread of all time, Boyos. And they're completely Oof. vegan. They don't even taste vegan, but they are vegan. It's crazy. We had some really good bread when we were in Paris, um, but I'm going to vote for uh, the lab in uh, Lisbon, Portugal. The seed bread. Mm. Because we would mm. we used to go there. The mistura. Mistura, get the mistura, but it was we would we would time it so that the bread was just coming out of the yeah. oven. It's and unfortunate. It was so good. It's unfortunate we can't mention this bread because we didn't go there on this trip. We went there years ago when the pandemic just started, but in Nice, France. Um, yeah. Uh, but um, boulangerie lanisoise, yeah, amazing uh, bien, bien. bread. They had a, an incredible seed bread, incredible mini baguettes, and um, above all else, they had the best. Uh, what was it? Uh, olive bread, great olive. Oh, bread. I love that. I'm gonna vote for my favorite meal for Mama Gaia in in uh, Paris. It or was pizza. In, in, it was in our neighborhood. It had, the fusion pizza there was unlike anything I've ever had. And I don't mean that in a like, wow, it was way out there. It was just really, really good. Perfectly mm -hmm. spiced, really always, and reasonably priced too, but always reliably good. And, uh, and, and no one knows about it because it's in the 19th district. It's in the 19th arrondissement. No one is, no one goes there except for the locals. So it is a local secret and we got a chance to eat there. Well, at least five times, maybe more, while we were there for the month. Secrets Don't only locals know. I know. 
So that's um, that's my favorite meal. Yeah. Um, favorite experience in the last two years. What was the very favorite thing that you did? Maybe it was a tour or a hike somewhere, or it was um, a experience that you had. Do you mm -hmm. have anything that you guys? I what did did you? It's been two years on on the road. You must have one thing that you really enjoyed. Oh yeah, okay. I I also thought about this a lot. So there are some crazy experiences. One of them was fastest roller coaster in Abu Dhabi, oh, which yeah. is it's so unfitting because Abu Dhabi is the chillest part of uh, the United Arab Emirates, except but for Ferrari have, Land. Except for Ferrari Land. Yeah, that was not chill. Exhilarating. Um, when we were in uh, Arosa, Switzerland. I loved the skiing there, and I, the, oh my god, the food at the top of the mountain, and it was so Swiss. Like, the, the you would walk in, uh, I felt like I was in Frozen. You know that one scene where she walks into the the um, the shop? The tavern. And then, the you know, the giant guy with his hands in it like this, he's like, oh, hello, you want to buy something? Yeah. Yeah, that, that sort of... Um, Architecture. I don't even know. It doesn't feel right yes, to say architecture because it's just a hut. Yes. But um, <clears throat> it looks like that. And I was like, oh my God, this feels so Swiss. And even if it was built like only two or three years ago, which I don't actually know if it was because it looked pretty old. It might have been 100 years old. It might have been 100 years old. I have a different old. memory of Arosa, Switzerland because I, yes. I was helicoptered away to the hospital mm. with um, two broken ribs and a, yep. a broken and I kept skiing. pelvis and you guys kept skiing it was but uh, you know, I'm, glad, I'm sorry i missed it i'm glad you had a good time next time next, next time, time i will it, not fall and because it was myself. It, it had been like two years since i skied last so that was so, so fun yeah. and by the way the food at the top of the mountain was was good it was really yes good. and then after that there's also you know meet meetups i've met up with my buddies in, in london buddies in vietnam those are always great situ uh, great experiences. If I had to choose one, I would probably say the the skiing in Arosa. I just mm. really like skiing, and it's been, it had been so long. How about you, Aaron? Yeah, you know, my favorite experience so far is between two things. And um, this is subject to change, but I definitely thought that going to Antarctica was the craziest oh. thing that I could have ever expected <laughs> yes. or imagined. And I was super grateful for that. And um, seeing Antarctica is incredible. It is an alien planet out there. Um, but the other thing, and not to you know put a two in one, but yeah, I'll do a two in one. Uh, there was this experience that we had um, in the Pinnacles Desert in uh, Western Australia at mm -hmm. Nambung National Park. Uh, we got to see kangaroos running around at dusk and it was really cool. Um, it was really beautiful. The colors were just, it, it, it was very, very, it, it was an out of this world experience. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with everything that you guys have said. Those were some of my highlights as well. I think that, and it may just be me, but some of the highlights for me were uh, the hikes that we would take, uh, walking through Paris or London or Bergen, Norway. I mean, we haven't really talked about that cruise that we took up there, but that was just incredible. Uh, seeing, being above the Arctic Circle and seeing 
some of the northernmost parts of um, of Norway. And but for me, it was just walking around with you guys and experiencing the destination at street level. And uh, you know, seeing eating street food. Some of the food that we experienced there was really incredible. And and then talking to you guys and seeing how you guys are interacting with it. I think that when I got this assignment to travel around the world and you guys agreed to come with me, I think that that was really one of the best things that could have happened to any of us. And I guess that's how I would like to end this podcast is by just telling you both that I really have appreciated and enjoyed being around you for the last two years. And um, I don't think that I would give this up for anything in the world. Aiden, Aaron and I are going to miss you and we hope you come back to us soon to visit. Mm -hmm. This has been the final Elliot Confidential Podcast signing off. Thank you so much for listening, guys. It's been an honor to bring you our adventures over the last two years. See you soon. Bye, guys. Come on.